Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Ball and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you? Not bad. Feel like we've already had this conversation. Take two. <laughs> yes. Thereabouts. The change in the system. Glitch in the matrix. Yes. Watch out. Mercy. Yeah. Some little technical difficulties when we originally started recording, and I was like, "This is just too much bandwidth." And then I'm like, "You know what? That sounds like a great uh, indie rock name. Actually, nerdcore rock name." So. Just people that sing about like nerdy computer talk. Yeah, I don't know. But it's like very metal. <laughs> yeah. Bandwidth. Yeah. Bandwidth. Too much. What? Too much bandwidth. <laughs> bandwidth for what? <laughs> it could work. It could. All right. Anyways, <laughs> here we are once again. Um, Yes, so everything's good on this end. Uh, kids are getting ready for school to be done, and I guess we're doing camps, at least one here and there, but not before we go visit uh, my stepmom in Tampa and do uh, one day at Disney. God help us all. Um, so, and then uh, we'll come back and start June, it looks like. Yeah. So, we'll see. But... Otherwise, everybody's doing well. Grayson had a very short dance competition they just did. She just did her duet, and they got second. So, hurry for that. After a week of finishing first, I'll yeah. take first and second. So, yeah, they're doing good. And York's doing great. Got him out on the skateboard again. He's really enjoying that. So, uh, yeah. It's weird. So, anybody that knows me knows I, I don't do, like, like, as far as, like, haircuts. I don't do like hair all around the ears that like ear just like my ear serious irritation for me. Yeah. So, you know, anytime that starts happening, I kind of usually try and trim it with a trimmer and trying to go from there. And then if it's too much, I'm like, all right, it's time for a haircut. Right. York's growing his hair out and it's, and so the hair's like almost completely over his ears and it's driving me bonkers. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get scissors in his sleep. Right. <laughs> But I'm like, it's his hair. Yeah, it's his hair. I'm letting him do his thing. But I did make him get a trim. Okay. <laughs> which he was not on board with whatsoever. Until, you know, I'm like trying to convince him. I'm like, bro, it'll be fine. It's just a trim. I'm not going to butcher it. And so he uh, he went in there. And when they got done, you know, I asked the guy. Because I was getting my cut the same time he was getting his. Uh, obviously, he got done before I did. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I asked the person cutting his hair, I said, I said, were there tears coming down his face? He says, no, but he was staring so intensely watching me. <laughs> I said, that's hilarious. Just picture a 10 year old just staring at the mirror like, like I'm going to rip out your soul if you if you take off too much. I'm going to remember this. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting your name on a list. Just let me you know if you screw up. <laughs> But yeah, oh, man. Uh, it was pretty funny. But hey, that that part was funny. What was not funny was the fact that I still got charged full price for his trim. Like it cost just as much for him to get a trim as it did for me to get all of mine cut off. 
So I was like, son of a bitch. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. So, wow. Sucks. But, yeah, no, he's he's having a good time on the skateboard and everything. So we're, you know, full pads and whatnot and helmet. But he's having a blast doing it. And I'm proud of him because he's not really one for balance. Um, that's one thing gymnastics is probably helping him with. And that's only helping him more as he gets on the skateboard where most of it is about is about balance. So true. So yeah. But no, he's he's good. So that's about all we had going on this week. Yeah. Um this week uh, my uncle went home on Thursday by bus. Uh the same way he came in. I uh, got back okay. out on Saturday. And so um yeah, that was a fun two weeks. Got a lot of stories from the past 12 years that he's been into. And um, have you heard the movie MacArthur Park? Mm-hmm. Heard about it. So I don't know how I don't know how close they were, but he knew the director and the writer okay. of the movie. And so, you know, he wrote, my uncle got into writing scripts and he was trying to get some scripts picked up out there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it hadn't worked out, but he's still sticking with it. So that's a movie he suggested that I watch. So I was planning on doing it this week, but I haven't been able to, you know, come across it yet. So maybe by next week I'll have it watched. Um, okay. Then my daughter, last couple of weeks, she's had her testing, and they've been testing pretty much, I think, every day the last two, maybe three weeks. And mm-hmm. she's got a, there's a biology test that she doesn't have to do because that was taken care of at the previous school before transferring. So oh, nice. she's happy about that. And, um, but she's ready to get out, ready for summer. <laughs> yeah. She's ready. Yeah. Um, she's been keeping her grades up. Math is looking good. Been consistent, good, consistently good. Cause that's been like the Achilles heel for her. And, um, but yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> and then this week caught up on black lightning and, uh, Batwoman, uh, checked out the new Jupiter's Legacy on Netflix, which is okay. Got one more episode to go before I finish that up. And, um, yeah, it's just basically that season so far just been world building and giving you the history of how they got their powers. And it's cool. It's just their handling of flashbacks and sticking with the present day has been kind of yeah. like a yo-yo. It's like, ah, okay, uh, we're going this way now. We're going that way. But it's okay. It's all right. Hopefully, after all this, season two will be more, you know, focused on. Yeah. yeah. That's always hard for for a series that have like a season one. Mm -hmm. You really do kind of have to focus on your world building and character establishments. Yeah. And then so that season two, you're like, well, I don't have to mess with any of that. We could just, Just you know, just jump in. Yeah. Yep. And that's one thing I think that has, as we have talked about, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier and WandaVision and shows like that, that have already had established characters. Mm-hmm. They could just jump right into it and not have to worry about any of that stuff. True. I was, I was like, we've already got, y- y'all know these people from how many movies? So we really don't need to get into it. Let's just go. Yeah. And then they do. I actually ended up watching the, because uh, you know, Marvel on Disney Plus they have Marvel, the Marvel Assembled, mm-hmm. which is the making of. So I, I actually just watched the Falcon and Winter Soldier one 
and it was really cool how they showed them performing the stunt some of these big you know epic battles and setting that up and how they managed to do that and then you see them do the overlays with the effects and then how they were because covid hit while they were filming how that affected their filming and much they were because they were on location in Prague while they were filming yeah. uh, when COVID hit, so they were having to wake people, you know, cast and crew up at five in the morning to go get them out and get them sent back. I think a hundred people at a time on a plane out of you know out of Prague. Yeah. And then afterwards, you know, when it became more safe to to film, trying to convince the you know the Czech. Uh, government that it was okay to have americans <laughs> fly back over to film yeah uh, they hadn't you know they hadn't had as big an issue as as we had here at, or as we have had here so it was pretty interesting um if you like watching like making of you know wonder how they do like the effects or these battle scenes it's a pretty good inside look it's an hour and yeah, a little over an hour so yeah it's good stuff though I still need to check that out. I watched the WandaVision one, but I had to go back and watch Falcon Winter Soldier. It's cool how they do that. You know, they finish the series, then they have the back behind the scenes. So, you know, once we get Loki, after that's so done, there's no big surprise. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like how they do it. Because then they're not... There's no big surprises. They can show literally everything. Because you've already watched the show, so they're not spoiling anything. True. By showing you X, Y, and Z. So, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, York was even wondering, he's like, oh my gosh, what are we going to watch now? <laughs> right. So, I think we might actually, because we're not watching Invincible. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> but we can. So, I think we'll probably watch uh, the Bad Batch Star Wars animated yeah. series. Although, I looked at it before we came in here, and the first episode's an hour and 15 minutes long. But the Dang. second episode is like forty min- thirty or forty minutes, thirty minutes. So <laughs> Starting off longer than most of the MCU shows. <laughs> but yeah, and then then uh, York's like, "What's the next one? Third one going to be fifteen minutes long?" I go, "Yes, it's going to be all credits too. It's going to be hi. This is the third episode credits." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's on my watch list. Also, I still want to finish Clone Wars, but still. I know. I think so. I watched two episodes, which I know apparently that's like sacrilege if you're a Star Wars fan. But sorry, is I just out, just wasn't my thing during the time it was out. Yeah. Plus, I don't really like that kind of animation, so watching the Bad Batch is going to be interesting because it's that same style. Yeah. And it's just not my kind of animation that I like, but I'll watch it, you know, because I'll give him and I something to watch. Yeah, I think I'm in season two of that. But, um, okay. but yeah. I like it. Okay. Yeah, lastly, so York decided one day he wanted to... Friday, actually. Friday, he wanted to go buy a pack of Pokemon cards because he hadn't bought them in forever. Like, by forever, I mean like two years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then just all of a sudden, hey, I want to go buy some new ones. So we found... It was earlier in the week we found one pack. You know, we we found like a couple. We go back Friday... We stopped at four different places and could not find a one. Magic the Gathering, and there was supply. 
mm-hmm. everywhere, everywhere we went. Endless supply. Pokemon cannot be found. I called up two co-workers, and, you know, they kind of gave us some tips, but more or less, there's just been a real shortage. And uh, one place that we called to see if they had any just said there was a shortage, I guess, on plastic, which sounds weird. Um, and and just a higher demand due to the pandemic. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe there might be a higher demand because of the new Pokemon Snap game that's come out. Yeah. They, they redid that, and I think the first one was on the N64. And they finally have an updated version of that, so that could also yeah. tie into it. People just getting more. That could. Yeah. And then scalpers apparently going out and buying all of them everywhere else, and that's kind of the main thing. That, too. Just like so, PS5s. <laughs> bro, it is crazy. Like, I'm looking online trying to find some, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is, I said, dude, if I come across some, I'll buy some for you to earn or whatever. You could pay me back. Yeah. But, you know, it's, I just can't get over it. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I, I never would have thought, I'm like, isn't this thing like 30 years old? I'm like, what? How is there like this much of a demand right now? But whatever, I found some. Anyways, I found some Saturday at a comic book store in uh, Murfreesboro. Don't ask how much they cost. It was it was a training set, but so there was like five packs in there. Mm-hmm. So it probably evened out. If I were just to buy five packs, it would probably cost the same amount. But <sighs> mercy, crazy business. Let's see some guy on the corner asking me, "Hey, man." You want, to, you want some Pokemon cards? <laughs> I, I'm like, how much for how much? <laughs> right. Uh, scalpers. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Let's get into it. All You're right. up first. Cool. So this week was a little difficult as far as finding movies to watch. So, <laughs> um, so there's a series on hulu called into the dark and i thought it was just like i mean they're movies they're they're feature link movies but anthology it's like series. yeah and it's like they're, they're episodic but so I, I checked out one called blood moon it just you know it just seemed interesting uh it originally had come out march 26 2021 runtime of an hour 22 minutes uh the director is emma tammy and stars, let's see how I do this name, uh, Megalyn Echikunwoke, I hope I got that right. Sounded good to me. Um, she plays Esme, you have uh, Jonas <clears throat> Cabriab, who plays her son Luna, Joshua Dev as Sam, and Marco Rodriguez as Miguel. Uh, this follows a mother and son duo who recently moved to a small town looking for a fresh start. And also this family has a secret they don't wish to make public knowledge. And so Esme and her son Luna move to a new home. And Esme has a specific request that, you know, has a decently sized basement. And so the, the seller confirms that they do. They move in. Um... And she goes to buy some supplies at the hardware store, but she needs like you know specific items delivered. And uh, the shop owner 
says, you know, it'll be about three days because there's a lot of stuff. Suggests she goes to Home Depot. But, you know, some reason Esme's like, I only deal with local. You know, she's not going to, even though she can get it in a day. Um, then she picks up a job at a local bar with a minimum four shifts that she has to work. And she has a calendar on the wall that has a certain day marked. And so she does get this job. She tells the boss, I know I just started, but I'm going to need this specific day off. And so the boss jokes about it, but, you know, gives her the day. But, you know, she's she's an attractive woman. So every guy that she runs across is, all, is hitting on her, you know, making comments about, do you need a tour guide? One of the deputies in the, from the police department is like, you know, if you need a tour guide, I got you. Even the person that hires her for the bar job, you know, she she kind of kind of puts a stop in his advances. You know, he's like, I don't need a boyfriend. Well, I was talking more like a husband. Uh, the sheriff even hits on her and he kind she kind of snaps back at him and he doesn't take that too kindly. Um, so she's, she's, you know, she's new in town and, you know, it's this thing that women deal with, you know, hecklers, catcalling and all that. Mm-hmm. And so all she's wanting to do is just raise her son, be isolated, not, you know, just do what she needs to do to keep her and her son safe. So in the basement with all these supplies she gets, she's building like a containment unit, almost like a jail cell. And so we learned that. On specific days of the month, when there's a full moon, she has to lock her son in his cage because S.A. just goes through some sort of transformation. Gee, I wonder what it could be. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of predictable, though. It's it's gonna be hard. It's 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 yeah. It's, it's gonna be some slight spoilers here, or a lot of spoilers because it's hard to talk about without spoiling it. Yeah, but um. I did think it was a pretty decent movie for what it was. It's only an okay. hour. Well, I mean, a series, this episode in this anthology. Um, I thought it was a decent episode. Uh, I feel like the acting was good. Even the kid actor did pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just couldn't imagine if, you know, I had a child that, when there's a full moon, had, you know, I have to lock them up for the night because if not then it's just gonna be chaos <laughs> right and um but it was for what it was it was cool this is again it was hard watch five figure something to watch this was i wasn't disappointed or anything but um i don't think it's gonna be for everybody because it's, okay it's it's it is pretty predictable like i knew it was gonna happen and is it more thriller or more like it's like when it comes to like, because I'm assuming it's horror for, you know, yeah, what it's about. But is it more? Is it more of like a, you know, you got to worry about? Is it more like, hey, uh, it's a horror movie, but it's more about jump scares, you know, like thriller type thing, or is it more gory, like it's you know, shit ton of blood and shit flying around? Not really gory, like what 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 happens? They don't really show it on screen. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, you see blood, but it's not like splat right. everywhere. Yeah. Um, didn't really feel horror. Maybe it just had like elements, very small elements, some okay. some thriller elements. But for what it was, it was cool. It was decent. Okay. I kind of want to go back and watch more of the episodes that come before. Cause there was one called Tentacles that I was going to watch, but 
I don't know. It just seemed like a lot of these episodes would be kind of one of those odd, <laughs> kind of odd, odd, you know, things to watch. So yeah, no, I, I may, but... I may go back. Okay. Um, right on. All right. For my first one, I would, I'll go ahead and talk about our family movie night. Which, movie, which is going to be, you know, sometimes it's really easy when like Netflix drops one and just like, okay, we're going to watch this. Yeah. And then sometimes it's like, what do you want to, what should we watch? What should we watch this? Should we watch that? I don't even know. So finally, uh, came to decision. We decided to watch the, 2010 Jackie Chan family movie, The Spy Next Door. Uh, at an hour and 34 minutes long, it it uh, it's about a former CIA spy, Bob Ho, that takes on his toughest assignment to date, look, looking after his girlfriend's three kids who haven't exactly warmed to their mom's new boyfriend. Starring, uh, starring Jackie Chan... Amber Valletta, Billy Ray Cyrus, <laughs> uh, Madeline Carroll, uh, Will, Will Shadley, Elena Foley, Magnus Shaving, and George Lopez. This is a perfect family movie night. It's film. It's uh, it's fun. It's definitely for the kids more than it is for the adults. Yeah. Um, you could just you could tell Jackie Chan was you know having fun making it because he gets to do all his own crazy stunts and really show off his talent. Yeah, the story's kind of the story is very hokey and very lame, but it's that's fine. You're not watching a movie called The Spy Next Door for the actual story aspect of it. You're watching it just to see. You know, because they're see how he interacts with the kids. He's trying his Jackie Chan's funniest when he's his comedy is best when uh, when it's as part of his action scenes. Action, you know the yeah. like you laugh at the stuff yeah. that happens. Like he gets, he does the wider trick that he does. You know where he goes through the wider and swings it around, pops back up, and all that. And it's I guess it's kind of like more slapsticky action uh in that regard as far as trying to make jokes well his english still isn't super great so he's you know trying to deliver the lines as best as possible um the kid actors in this aren't bad i mean they're they're okay i mean again this girl it's only <laughs> this the uh the scripting isn't super good but it's Again, the movie, it it's kind of along the lines of like Spy Kids or Shark Boy versus Lava Girl in the mm-hmm. sense that kids are going to like it just because of the action, because kids are involved in trying to uh, in this. So the actual overlying plot, if you want to use air quotes around it, or story, you know, is kind of just there. But I I enjoyed it because I liked. Jackie Chan films. Um, I think he's a great, you know, I think he's a good actor, but a great stunt coordinator as well as, you know, stunt actor, I guess is a good way to put it. Um, And you could tell he was really having a good time with this film and just because there was, 
less i think he felt more i think he probably felt more at ease because there was less stress because it's not just a big budget action film with other adults you know there are kids there so it's a little more chill and a little more kind of loose and got he got to have more fun so you could tell he really had a good time with it i still don't know what billy ray cyrus was doing in this movie but he was in it with a duster and everything uh, Ruth thinks this is like right around the times he was on that Doctor TV show on whatever channel that was, because um, the hairstyles that weird. It's almost the guy's version of the Rachel. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about now? I do. Yeah, and that's kind of what it is, really. <laughs> you know, in the soul patch, which was his heart. Maybe it owes somebody uh, a favor. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking so. Um, or vice versa. <laughs> yeah, like can go both ways. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's cute. Uh, kids will like it, and so if you're looking for something to put on for an hour and a half to watch with your kids, this is not a bad choice. Um, uh, you can watch it on Prime, and also, uh, yeah, you can watch it. It's on Prime. I forgot how we watched it. Uh, but yeah, it's. It's on there, so it's not a bad again, not a bad one. And you know, he makes more. He's made a couple more of these, you know, kind of family, yeah, action movies that I probably will let the kids watch. I'd like to show them Shanghai Noon at some point because that used to be one of my grandfather's favorite movies. He he really liked uh, Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson. Of course, he really liked Lightning Jack with Paul Hogan and and Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, where. Uh, Paul Hogan was still Australian because it's Paul Hogan, but Cuba Gooding Jr. played a uh, played a mute and shot himself in the foot, so he had to <laughs> he couldn't, think couldn't say anything. It's an older movie. It's like a I think early nineties movie, but I think that was a, a rental movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he couldn't say anything. He's like can't say <laughs> "ow" or anything because he couldn't speak. So yeah. It's all facial expression. <laughs> yes, it was pretty funny. It, it was pretty funny. Um, but my grandfather really loved that movie. So when uh, when we watched it together. So, yeah, so that's The Spy Next Door. Both, both ages 10 and 6 and a half. I guess I should say 10 and a half and 6 and a half. Um, I don't know, just yeah, 10 and 6 and a half. Really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was fine, you know, for what it was. So, yeah. And uh, the effects on that, still better than uh, the effects, even though there are less effects on this, because he does his own stunts. Right. We're still better than Mortal Kombat Annihilation. So, I'm just throw that out. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> Your turn again. Okay. <laughs> um... My second movie, I uh, went back and I watched uh, Peppermint on Netflix. Yes. Um, I'd heard a few people talk about it being good. I just never, you know, sat down to watch it. Right. But uh originally came out September 7th, 2018. Hour and 41 minutes. Directed by Pierre Morel. Uh, we have uh, Jennifer Garner, John Ortiz, <clears throat> John Gallagher Jr., uh, Juan Pablo Raba, uh, Tyson Ritter, and even Method Man makes an appearance towards the end in this. Um, 
It did have a budget uh twenty two point eight to twenty five million and box office it made fifty three point nine. So pretty good. Um <clears throat> so it's about so the movie see five years after her husband and daughter are killed in a senseless act of violence, a woman comes back from self imposed exile to seek revenge against three res- the three responsible and the system that let them go. So that whole opening sequence leading up to everything that happened there, that, that, that was intense. I was just like, because, mm-hmm. like, you know what's going to happen, but you're like, you know, it's just, man, you don't want it to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Riley's a bank teller. Her husband, Chris, works at a failing mechanic shop, and then they have a 10-year-old daughter whose birthday's coming up. Nobody shows up because of a dispute she had with one of her neighbors, uh, due to uh, Girl Scout cookie turf. <laughs> and so, you know, the daughter was like, you should have punched her. You know, I'm like, yeah, considering that, you know, her having a party of her own to keep the kids from going to her birthday party. Yeah, she should have. She should have punched her. But um, so they go out to the Christmas carnival. Uh, this is Los Angeles. Um, so they go to the Christmas carnival. When they're about to leave, you know, you see... You see, well, Chris's friend tries to talk him into robbing this drug lord, Diego Garcia. First, Chris doesn't want to do it. Then he's like, I can't do it. You know, it's not worth it. But um, his friend gets taken care of. Unfortunately, the message of not wanting to be involved doesn't get to the big boss. So he's still on the hit list. And when they're leaving from this carnival, that's when, you know, gunshots fly out. And, you know, her husband, they all get shot, but she survives. Um, and I noticed the daughter playing Carly. She's Judith on Walking Dead now. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, it's cool. Um, but yeah, you know, she gets shot. She survives. She's she remembers who was involved. So she's able to successfully identify everyone in the lineup. Goes to court, but because of this corrupt justice system, they get they get off. You know, they get set free. And. Yeah. And so she snaps, you know, the judge is like, I'm going to put you in, you know, a psych ward. She's not going for that. So she, 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 she gets out, disappears, and then she pops back up. Uh, she does eventually take care of the three, but she wants to take out the person that's responsible for sitting out the hit initially. And she just, she don't play. <laughs> She's not playing at all. Like, I, I, I think it would have been cool to have seen her training in those five years to see what she went through, but... You know, it's definitely implied that you know it's she learned. Also not, I mean, yeah, it would. Yes, I like you. It'd be cool, like a like if there's cool. a DVD extra scene thing. Yes. Yeah. But also not needed. You could just like you just go with it. You're like, all right, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's mom seeking revenge. I mean, what parent wouldn't do that? You know, it's like I mean, would want to do that, whether they actually do it or not. You know, it's not right. But put yourself in that position. You understand the feeling, because you know. Yeah. No, that, so, that. Go ahead. I was just gonna say when uh, Chris Mancini and and uh, Graham Elwood talked about this when they covered it on com- comedy film nerds, mm-hmm. Graham put it as Jennifer Garner basically went and got her Batman Begins training <laughs> for five years, <laughs> yeah, and comes back just decides not to wear the outfit Mm-mm. or have the money, <laughs> just, <laughs> but she gets the Batman training, comes back, and then uh, I think Chris referred to it as Jennifer Garner gets it taken. <laughs> Yes. So it's Jennifer Garner's taken. But yeah, no, she's 
I mean, straight up badass in this movie. Yeah, it, it I mean, is. It is no joke. Nope. She don't. She doesn't. She doesn't hesitate. <laughs> she just goes after him. Um, makes, she I, makes better. She makes a better peppermint than she does a than she does a Electra. <laughs> I kept thinking about that. I was like, man, ah. Uh, it's good she got this movie. Cause I'm like, I think that's the last action movie that I remember seeing her in. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's had others, but that's like the last one I saw her being in. Yeah, um, I and I was too. like, I was like, it's good that she she did this role. Yeah, exactly. Um, but um, it was I was it kept me engaged throughout the whole because, like I said, that opening sequence as everything started unfolding that was leading up to that big moment. I was just like, man, that's messed up. <laughs> Yep. That's totally messed up. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's definitely, I'm glad I watched it finally. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <clears throat> other than uh, Electra, obviously she was Sydney Bristow in, in Alias. So, other than that, yeah. I don't know why I keep forgetting that she was in Felicity. I don't know how I could keep forgetting that she was in Felicity, but Explains also how she got on Alias because same person. Um, no, I remember really enjoying watching this, and I'd probably go back and rewatch it again. Uh, no, it's she's she yeah she's not she's not one to mess around in this film. She ain't got time for it. Well, I mean, uh, she gets her damage too. I was like, at least she, yep. she gets. She's not she's not protected by plot armor. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was like, okay, I like that. <laughs> Uh, oh, side, kind mm-hmm. of veering off this. I was watching some people talk about the new Mortal Kombat, and it's talking yeah. about Cole Young's character literally wearing plot armor. <laughs> that scene, <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, that's that's literal plot armor. <laughs> that's uh, amazing. That's amazing. Uh, amazing. All right. Um. So the next one I watched was. A movie called The Kid Detective. And this, I read the summary when I saw that it come out. I'm like, let me see this. It uh, came out, well, it says it came out 2020, but um, it's an hour and 40 minutes long, starring Adam Brody and uh, Sophie Malise. About a once celebrated kid detective, now 32, continues to solve the same trivial mysteries between hangovers and bouts of self-pity until a uh, naive client brings brings him his first quote-unquote adult case to find out who brutally murdered her boyfriend. Written and directed by Evan Morgan. This movie basically looks at what if we took Encyclopedia Brown, if everybody remembers those books growing up, who basically did that. He solved kids' cases and, you know, for a quarter or however much, you know, you put in the in the jar. And basically this movie has ex- essentially the same type of thing when yeah. they show the flashbacks of him as a kid. And he would just solve these kind of mundane mysteries um, around town, even got his own office at school, you know, uh, but then you want, it basically takes that and what would Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Brown be like if you were still doing this as an adult? 
and then you get this movie. And I like that idea because I'm, you know, that that really interested me as somebody who really enjoyed those books as a kid. This movie is rated R, and I really wished if they would have taken out essentially one photo and just had to be like, because there's one photo where someone is nude, and I kind of, you know, like if you just would have had them like just scantily clad, yeah, probably could have gotten away with the PG-13 and maybe could have toned down the language and it would have been more accessible to more people. Like this is one I could see maybe showing York, but I really don't with between the language and then the nudity. Um, yeah, and it's just that one photo. There's nothing else throughout the entire movie, Dang. and it's just kind of. Well, I guess the subject matter might be a little. So basically, a girl gets kidnapped when he's young, and he couldn't solve the he couldn't solve the disappearance, and he's that's kind of what he's as he's older been drinking about. Say so that's one mystery he could never solve was this girl's disappearance, no matter how, you know who he talked to and what he did. Well, now this then this uh, high school boy goes and first disappears and then they discover his body in the river well creek bed whatever and town's fairly small it's not it's probably at best 50,000 people probably live in this town if even even that many yeah um and and parents are like still kind of helping him out as far as like buying him groceries and stuff like that trying to help him pay his bills as you know, basically he keeps trying to solve these, you know, kind of again mundane kind of small, you know, small meat and potatoes uh, mysteries that people pay him for as a private, as now a private investigator, and him trying and him struggling to stay sober because he's being tortured by the you know this mystery of this missing girl. Well, then this. So then this boy who is now dead, her boy, her, his girlfriend, there we go, uh, then hires him to try and solve this mystery. So she ends up driving him around while they try and solve, you know, try and get clues together and try and figure out who killed this guy. And then the, and then him struggling to try and kind of figure out how to, you know, basically solve a real case, you know, like a, Adult, you know, real adult case, not, you know, not who's who's sneaking into the school over the weekend and staying there or something like that. Yeah. And and little things like that. So it's very interesting. You do see a good they do a decent uh, Adam Brody does a great job as a tortured. um, Not quite middle aged. I'm saying that as some. <laughs> As two guys in their 40s that yeah. <laughs> I don't believe we are middle-aged yet. We're getting there. Um, but anyways, in his early 30s, trying to figure out trying to figure out his way, you know, his way in, in that community. And trying to solve a real case uh, that the police, you know, are not so far able to solve. And then seeing his character art progress through the film, I thought it was really was really nice it's you know it's i don't want to say it's it's not really predictable because you really don't know as they kind of get the you know put the crumbs out and everything for you to try and figure out who 
who's all involved in this and at what extent. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. So when you get the fine, when you when the when the reveal is given as to who's behind everything, you're not completely shocked. But then when they try and explain basically how he figured it out, you know, and then why, it kind of gets a little, you know, it gives some clarity, but there is still kind of still fogginess in the explanation. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's really about the only thing I really had an issue with. Otherwise, I really enjoyed the movie. I was actually, I don't want to say surprised, it's just, you know, it wasn't really on my radar. Um, but I, I did enjoy it. I'd probably rewatch it again, to be honest. Um, I, I ended up, uh, I rented it because it was on iTunes for 99 cents, and then, of course, a week later, it goes to Stars. <laughs> so I'm like, of course it did. Right. So if you have Stars, it's it's available there. Um, it might still be 99 cents on iTunes. Um, I would, I think it's worth checking out. I think it's one of those, if it was shot in black and white, would probably be better because it's kind of a noir detective, like old school detective. Even the music is kind of that, you know, between the uh, trumpet and all that, you know, trying to give that old kind of crime uh, noir style of music and everything. Yeah. Mystery. Trying to done it. So anyways, um, Kid Detective, I would recommend it. Not for kids, though. <laughs> Despite the fact that the word kid is in the title, it's not for kids. Sadly. So basic teens and up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like older. 15 older or 16. Teen. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So my last movie, <clears throat> it's on uh, Amazon Prime. Uncle Frank. Been in my queue for a little while. Yeah, I, just, I came across the trailer, I guess midway through last week, and I was like, oh, all right, interesting. Um, original release was November twenty fifth, twenty twenty, hour and thirty five minutes, directed by Alan Be- Alan Ball, and it stars Paul Bettany as Frank, Sophia Lillis as Beth. You got Peter. Mardisi as Wally, <clears throat> Judy Greer, Steve Zahn, Lois Smith, Margot Martindale, uh, Stephen Root, and Colton Ryan. So the years, it's a pretty good class. <laughs> um, the year is 1973, and Frank Bledsoe and his 18-year-old niece, Beth, take a road trip from Manhattan to, to Creekville, South Carolina, for the family patriarch's funeral, <clears throat> and they're unexpectedly joined by Frank's lover, Wallet, aka Wally. So it, kind of, it starts off in Creekville, and we see Beth, who she doesn't really feel like she she feels more connected to her uncle, who just makes brief pop-in visits every now mm-hmm. and then. You know, he actually listens to her, he encourages her, talks to her. Actually makes eye contact when he speaks. You know, she she kind of she respects that, and they have a conversation about, you know, who she wants to be, growing up. You know, she's thinking about staying home, going to a local college, and it's like, why do you want to do that? You know, do be who you want to be, not who everybody wants you to be. So, you know, she even changes her name is Elizabeth, but she shortens it to Beth. She goes to New York 
to attend college, which happens to be the same college that her uncle Frank works at as a professor. Okay. And so she meets she meets a guy named Bruce, and they kind of hit it off. And but when he learns that her uncle is also his professor, he wants to meet her, meet him. And so they go to introduce. She goes to introduce him, but they kind of catch her uncle at, at assumingly as a bad time because he's got so much work. But they overhear that he's having a party at his house, and so they decide to crash. And so when they get there, uh, Wally opens the door, and um, you know he's really excited to see Beth. You know, just kind of like overly excited, like this is somebody I don't know. But they're hugging me, like why are they so happy? And so here she kind of learns their actual relationship because prior to that, her getting accepted to this New York college, you know, they go see Uncle Frank and he has a dinner for them and he introduces them to his girlfriend. And so she's thinking like, okay, this is, you know, this is, this is his relationship situation. But um, she learns through Wally that actually they're roommates and the girl that they met then was also a roommate, but it goes even deeper. That's, you know, actually boyfriend, boyfriend. And so she learns that her uncle's gay, which, you know, she's, she's not like, she doesn't think differently of him or anything, but I guess things start kind of making sense about how his family treats him. Like, you know, he gave his dad a, a uh, shoe polisher and his dad kind of chastised him about it. Like, you know, am I too old to shine my own shoes and blah, blah, blah. Then his brother gives him like a, a gift and he kind of praises it. And it's like, okay, what's what's the deal? What's up? Right. So, so after this party, uh, they get a call, and Frank gets word from his mom that his dad passed away. So now they got to go back home to Creekville. But uh, Beth's mom doesn't want her to fly because she's not, you know, she's not really keen on that. So Frank opts to drive them back home, but he doesn't want Wally to go because he's not ready to introduce him to the family because of he knows how his family is. Yeah. So, you know, while he's kind of insistent on it, but, you know, it's like, no, nope, you stay, we'll go. But um, along the way, you know, while he is actually following them and Frank spots him, it's like, what's, what's the deal? It's like, you know, like in the trailer, she said, well, you left your razor in your tie. I had to bring it to you. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Like, really? <laughs> but um, do this road trip, you know. Beth learns a lot about Frank, about, you know, a little bit. You know, we see flashbacks of what happened with him when he was younger, when he, you know, he always felt like he was different. And, you know, there was a boy that he liked. His dad got wind of it, actually saw them in the act. And basically, you know, his dad was really strong-minded, stern. So he's like, I don't want you being friends with this boy. You need to get back into church, Bible and all that. You just heading down the road of sin. And so he literally cuts things off. Like, just like, you know, we can't do this anymore because my family doesn't accept it and this, that. And he's been kind of carrying this burden for his whole life. And so, um, I look kind of like the stories, like for, for Beth, it's more of a coming of age story of her being her own person, not being what the family wants. And then Frank, for his, his story is more, Yes, he moves away from South Carolina to move to New York to live his life free as he wants to, but he also needs to be able to be that same person when he's around his family. He shouldn't have to, like, well, I got a girlfriend. No, you you actually got a boyfriend. You need to own that, show them that, and if they accept it, 
cool. If not, also cool. Just be you. you exactly. Know, give, yeah. And so that, that was like the, the theme, the message for each of those characters. And, um, you know, by the end of it, I mean, it's just it's well acted. Great cast. Um, I think this is the first movie I've seen Paul Bettany in outside of MCU. I know he had other, you know, he's, yeah, he's had other, other movies. Yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, it's, I recommend it. Well acted. Great story. And um, it's on Prime. So if you have Prime Video, definitely check it out. Too. Yeah. Totally. I've, uh, like I said, I've had it in my queue. I just haven't got around to watching it yet. Yeah. Yeah. So. Good, though. Sounds like it'd be more interesting than what I ended up watching for my third one. <laughs> Look at the segue. Look at that. <laughs> so, as we were trying to find movies to watch Family Movie Night, mm-hmm. I came across a couple that I knew Grayson would want to watch. In fact, she said, I want to watch this. And then, oh, I looked and I go, I kind of watched kind of a little bit of a trailer. I go, mm-mm. Yeah. And I went to York. I go, we're not watching it. Don't worry. He's like, thank you. <laughs> I said, Grayson, we'll watch this tomorrow. So true to my word, um, we watched this. We watched half of it Saturday night, and then we watched the other half Sunday morning. We watched a movie on Netflix called The Secret Magic Control agency it's a long title it's it's a very not confusing it's just it it looks like you just took a bunch of like a uh they had a they had a bot create a title for a movie and this is what they came up with words (laughs) yeah these words go not really together but here we are i know like what was it the one we i covered uh the secret society of second born Royals, yeah, it's about as confusing as that title. <laughs> and of course, I'm like, I can't remember all of it. Anyways, here we are. Uh, <laughs> Secret Magic Control Agency is an animated film, and it came out this year. And it is one hour forty three minutes long. The Secret Magic Control Agency sends its two best agents, Hansel and Gretel, to fight against the Witch of the Gingerbread House. That's the summary it gives, although it vaguely even gets in, kind of says it. Basically, Hansel and Gretel have are estranged siblings. They haven't seen each other in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really weird. So the way they portray this agency, it's a secret. No, because it's a secret magic control agency. But you have to go around and shut down people who are doing magic, whether it's, and none of it's like nefarious magic. It's like magic to, like for shows, like magic shows. Yeah. But they're using real magic and not like illusionist type of stuff. So I think that's why they get shut down. But it's, yeah, anyways, it's, I'm, I'm getting way too into <laughs> what I need to in this. Um, but it doesn't really make too much sense. But Gretel wants to be the top agent, literally called uh, agent or best agent. That There's like a medal and stuff in title called best agent. Um, so, yeah. And 
Hansel basically is doing illusions at like a dinner club, like a dinner theater type of thing. Yeah. And then convincing people that uh, these like fake medallions will, you know, help them actually achieve positive, you know, positive, you know, basically positive things will occur. So it's kind of like a charlatan and con man, but still uses illusions. So he's not using real magic. So therefore he hasn't got shut down. Well, Agent Stepmother uh, decides she wants Hansel to be brought in to help out with this case because the king had been kidnapped, um, has been kidnapped, and so they're going to send Gretel, their best agent. Well, even though she didn't have the title as best agent yet, they're going to send her as one of their top ones. There we go. Um, but not without her brother. So... They have to work out their family issues while also trying to figure out who this villain is. It is based on, it's extremely loosely based on the Hansel and Gretel storyline. And they go off on this adventure trying to find, trying to find who kidnapped the king. And it's fine. Grayson really enjoyed it, and I, which I figured she probably would. And you know the it's got a strong female lead character, so that's cool. You know Hansel's there, kind of screwing things up and then helping out every now and then. But it's not overly funny. Mm-hmm. Like it, it tries, but it's not near. It's nowhere near as funny as Mitchell's versus the Machines. Okay. And because I didn't find myself laughing, I found myself going, "I'm watching a movie with her. I'm happy that I'm watching a movie with her." I'm happy that she's enjoying it. Okay. But this is not for me. Mitchell's version of the machine is just funny. Um, so what I'm saying is this is a decent kids film. It's even rated TVY7. Which I don't know why it's given a TV rating for a movie that's for a movie. But here it is. <laughs> it's a rated G for sure. But I think... Uh, you know, I think, I mean, if you're young, kids will like it, like York and kids 10 and up, probably not as much. Um, yeah, it's not, it's for younger kids for sure. Yeah. But, you know, she liked it, and that's all that really matters. Um, no singing in it, so there's, um, so it's not like one of those kind of kids' movies where there's songs and dances and stuff like that. So it's an adventure. The movie is directed by Alexi Sitzelin. There we go. Written by Annalisa LeBianco. And it says, and four others. Sure, Brothers Grimm are probably getting a credit. Um, Posthumous credit, (laughs) I guess. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. It'll be good for kids to watch. You can do other things. Unless you're going to sit and watch it with them. But yeah. Not bad. So, anyways, those are mine. And more kids movies and national movies. Um, this week. So, yeah, that's okay. Um, so, trailers. Pretty much none of them for kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we have a. Oops, I'm typing that. Our first one is Under Gods, 
which actually apparently came out last year, or at least is showing on its uh, on IMDb as uh, release of 2020, hour and 32 minutes long, an otherworldly journey through a Europe in decline, a collection of darkly humorous fantasy tales about ill-fated characters and doomed fortune. So it's a film, of, like an anthology, I guess, vignettes and whatnot. So uh, no release date yet, but the trailer is now out. Next, we have A Quiet Place Part 2. So trailer, I guess a new, a newer trailer to kind of remind people, hey, remember this movie was supposed to come out last year, like a few weeks before everything shut down? Yeah, right. hey, we're going to... We're fitting to release it again, or actually release it, because Krasinski wanted it to be released with the full theater with, you know, a lot of people. Um, so, Quiet Place Part 2 is coming out May 28th in theaters. Following the events at home, the Abbott family now face the terrors of the outside world. Forced to venture into the unknown, they realize the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats working beyond the sand path. So this one has uh, obviously Emily Blunt, Millicent Simmons, Killian Murphy, Noah Jupe, Dijamon Hansu. I guess Krasinski's make John Krasinski's doing going to probably be in flashbacks. I'm assuming. Um, trying to see if they're Blake DeLong. Really don't see anybody else that. We would know. But, yep, directed by John Krasinski, and it's going to be PG-13, hour and 37 minutes, coming up May 28th. So here just a few weeks. Next, we have Fatherhood with Kevin Hart uh, coming to Netflix on uh, June 18th, directed by Paul Weitz. It's an hour and 49 minutes long. A father brings up his baby girl as a single dad after the unexpected death of his wife who died a day after their daughter's birth. That's a drama, not a comedy. Just letting everybody know if that didn't kind of come through. (laughs) Um, Lil Rail is also in it. And I'm trying to see if there's anybody else I recognize. Paul Reiser. So... Yep. So that looks interesting. And then lastly, uh, just dropped before we uh, before we recorded, Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Trailer dropped. Um, obviously, Tom Hardy reprises his role as Eddie Brock. Michelle Williams as Anne Way- Wayne. Stephen Graham, Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy, a.k.a. Carnage. Uh, Naomi Harris um, as Shriek, um, Reed Scott as Dr. Dan Lewis, and looks like that's about it. Uh, it's in post. It says it's in post production. Expected September twenty fourth. Directed by Andy Circus. So you'll have to wait to watch his Precious until September. But you can watch the trailer now. And that's about all I got, buddy. Oh, should be interesting. We'll see. 
Yeah. Um, I'm still on the fence with the original Venom. Yeah. Like, how do you have Venom and not tie it to Spider-Man? Yep. Mm. <laughs> Somehow mm. they did it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, it was it was okay, but just that one element not being a part of it just kind of pulls from what it could have well, been. There's, I had a problem with Tom Hardy's Venom, just in general. <laughs> or his, or was it his? his it, it was um, his Eddie Brock. Yeah. As Venom. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it was his Eddie Brock more than anything. Yeah. Like, bro, what's going on here, man? What are we doing? <laughs> what's I mean, what you, more important? What are you doing? This. Yeah, this is your interpretation. Your um, what is it? Um, method acting <laughs> for Eddie Brock. Right. Eddie Brock's supposed to be like a a chop, uh, big aggressive muscle bound yeah. you know and you're like just, just channel channel bane <laughs> yeah channel bane but just don't talk like him no and stays like a paranoid schizophrenic but yeah whatever let's see yep york i know is excited so he because he actually liked the first one yeah he, he liked the original venom I wonder why they just didn't call it venom colon carnage yeah let there be carnage it's just a bit it's a bit much to say it's a secret magic control agency <laughs> call it maximum cars carnage like the game the old SNES game <laughs> there, you there you go yeah oh well what are you gonna do just yeah <sighs> true so let, let sony do their thing <laughs> Like, they probably just stick to animation, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and just Spider-Verse and then Mitchell's versus Machines. Otherwise, just keep loaning out the characters to Marvel. Yeah. Get just the money that take, way. Take the money and run. Yeah. As the song goes. That's it. I mean, work with them, but just let let them help you. <laughs> yeah. What? What? <laughs> yeah. The- uh, Otherwise, you're going to become like Fox and not exist anymore. Yep. <laughs> well, or, Sony will still exist, but you won't have Spider-Man at some point. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Well, I guess that's it for this week. Till, uh... Ooh, hold on. Oh. There's that new um, movie with Angelina Jolie, Those That Wish Me Dead. Oh, yeah. Is that coming out this week? Yes, at HBO okay. Max. Okay. Well, cool. Yes. Well, we'll have that to talk about for sure, then. Yes, for sure. I uh, do you like me a, a Sheridan film. So, <laughs> Ty or Taylor, I don't care which one. I like both of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, cool. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that one, then. So, until then, we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.